Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod this week, brought to you by Hordor. Uh, no, no, that's the Game of Thrones joke. If you don't know Game of Thrones this week, the Box Set Pod is brought to you by um, TrustedVegas.com. You must fancy going to Vegas, or you must know someone who's thinking or has booked uh, going to Vegas. Tell them to check out TrustedVegas.com first. It will tell you everything you need to know about visiting that city. Thanks. Now then, uh, on a beautiful evening in Manchester, England, as the sun... It's not even setting yet, is it? It's, it's a gorgeous day today. No. Um, we, we turn our attention to a great British box set that you can still watch um, at the moment if you are listening in, in Britain. Elsewhere, you'll have to dig a little deeper, uh, called Flowers. We're going to discuss Flowers later. Uh, lots to come. Before then, we've got the chart in a moment and uh, Jamie's news as well. I want to say you can always email us and we love having your emails. Jack Connolly has emailed us. It's been a while since Jack Connolly emailed us. Oh, Jack. Yeah, the Jackster. For a while there, I used to text Jack because I had his number because um, we got him on the pod once. I used to text yeah. Jack thinking that he was Jack Boardman, our work experience Jack who appears <laughs> on this podcast, and he'd have to text me back saying, yeah, I think you've got the wrong Jack there. It's oh, anyway, that's embarrassing. We've got over that with a small court case, and now he's emailing the show again. Hey, guys, I recently found myself getting in from work late on a Friday night and putting on Netflix to wind down. And although I have a load of things to continue watching, I didn't fancy any of them, so I stuck on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's not actually on Netflix, so is it? It um, is, yeah, yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, it yeah. is. Um, I think partially because Andy Sandberg and partially because you guys did a pod on it and I have to say it's fantastic I was hooked from the first episode and blasted through a season and a half almost in a, a little over a week well, I'd do that in a night I'll be honest Jack uh, the momentum being derailed only because of having things to uh, catch up on Flash Game of Thrones Gotham and the like and the fact that new series of Always Sunny in Philadelphia watch it was available we've still not done that and we've still not got into it and he's been recommending it for a year mm. so far that's brilliant too I can't wait uh, seeing it's taken me so long um I'm finding myself having in-between season fatigue. I watched the first season of Orange is the New Black and loved it, uh, but the first episode or two of season two didn't really grab me. Also with Soups, when new episodes became available on Netflix, I started it and I just couldn't get back into it. I know, I know, I found the same thing. Are you eating, Jamie? No, I'm playing with a roll of uh, wrapping paper. Just yeah, that's to... right. I, 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 I like yeah. fiddling. Yeah, you like picking things that are the noisiest things you could pick. Why don't you get a, a gravel yeah. sand pit and, and walk I'll around I'll put it, it down. I'll yeah, put thanks. it down. Granted, I didn't give it much of a chance, uh, RE Suits, but I think in the past I've forgotten too much happening and now I have no idea what's going on. Yes. 
So basically, thanks for recommending Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think it could be a contender for my space box sets. What box sets would you wow. take to space? Um, Jack, thank you for your email. Email is yours. Uh, studio at theboxsetpod.com friend of ours Roland is in hospital as we speak last week we mentioned recommendations for Roland to watch when he's recovering at home and I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a great suggestion from Jack there so thank you Jack good work yeah um, I, I think the best suggestion for Roland and um, to tell you the truth one of the highlights so far this year the two best things I've seen on TV are Better Call Saul Season 2 yep. and Game of Thrones. I have to say, yep. I am so impressed with this series of Game of Thrones. The last episode, uh, season, season 6, we're on now, is it? Season 6, episode yep. 4, yep. I believe that was. It was just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant TV. Corridor! I, mean, I have one problem. Oh. There's a... Right. The, the whole plot related to Hordor, and this isn't a spoiler, but the whole plot related to Hordor, but really it's a plot related to Bran, the character Bran. Yeah. It confuses me. I don't know where the tree people came from. I can't remember them arriving. I, I, it, It's the most weird and obscure, and it switches me off more than any other plot. Right, the tree that plot. Said, well, yeah, of course, yeah. the end of the episode and the, the thing that I'm quoting was, was excellent. But oh, yeah. But I mean, I still I, don't particularly. You know, when you when you analyse that. Particular oh yeah, thing, I would not. I, that's the thing. Sad. Like, if you pick it apart, <laughs> yeah. if you pick the whole plot apart, you kind of see all the holes in it. And but if you just in purely from an emotional point of view, thrilling, mm. revelatory, and deeply moving. Yeah. Deeply moving stuff from Game of Thrones. Your 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 Wi-Fi has just been a little bit funny. I just want to tell you that. Um, okay. Just try and keep still. Yeah, right. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think that second episode was the slowest thing I've ever seen. I hated it, and then it's really rattling along now. So that's nice. It's good. Very good. Um, Absolutely superb. Can we find out where that comes in the chart this week? Let's do it. At number 10, this is the chart compiled by Ben, our algorithm department. The only chart in the world that can consists of um, legal and illegal downloads, depending on which country you're in, of course. It's always legal somewhere. Number 10 is Suits, just mentioned by Jack. At number 9, it's Fear the Walking Dead. Number 8, House of Cards. Number 7, Castle, which is just awful, says Ben. Big subjectivity <laughs> squeaking in. Number six, Downton Abbey. Number five, Orange is the New Black. New series starts soon. DVD release of the previous series. And Netflix releasing a lot of DVDs now to drive people towards new seasons. Interesting. Um, Peaky Blinders is at number four, uh, which I need to continue. My wife wants to continue. Number three, The Flash. Number two, The Night Manager. And, of course... Number one, Hordor. Yeah, the and the night manager's doing really well in America. Like mm. it's 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 massive over there. It's very popular. I think it's being shown on AMC, mm. and uh, it's going down an absolute tree. It's only four episodes, but it's mm. just it's it's loved by America. What's going on in the news this week? Well, let's go through a few bits and bobs. I've got a, a, a great now prison breaks returning. How will you know this? Yes. <laughs> to, to a lot of people's bemusement, no. it's back on TV, and I've put the official trailer up now. The trailer you hope is it? Is it seven. 
This would be no. They only did four series, didn't they? They only did four. Well, it felt like seven, and I say, <laughs> and I say, if you do something that feels like seven, why not do eight? Yeah, well, they are. They're doing another series, and you'd expect in the trailer maybe you'd find a little bit more about how certain characters have returned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no obvious reason why they have survived certain situations but doesn't matter it's prison break and guess what one of them's in the prison and they've got to break out the only sure thing and if you go back and listen to me talking about prison break the i said even then the only definite thing when you're watching prison break is that everything that happens is actually uh you know the opposite of the truth everything is a ruse everything's a trick so i'm not surprised at all in fact i watched the last episode and i went yeah that character's not dead well, I, I think Prison Break is, I know someone who uh, I'm trying to get to watch loads of things, but the only thing they're excited about and the only thing they care about is Prison Break. Wow. And I'm trying to get them to watch Walking Dead yeah. and Breaking Bad yeah. and Game of Thrones. And they're like, no, I just want to watch Prison Break when that's back. And it's Simple. just, it's, yeah, Simple there you things. go. Some people it works. Yeah. I've also put a really, uh, I mentioned last week, Game of Thrones. Yeah. If you're yeah, watching I watched Game a bit of that Thrones. Because you were raving about it. Do you not it. like it? Well, it's not that good. The thing is, you have to, once you get the in jokes of the show, of the, the references to the characters. Yeah. The way it's it genuinely, I love it, and sometimes it is better than the show, even. Okay. And it's a, it's a brilliant recap. You don't need a full, you know, hour long recap of episodes that they sometimes do with, a, you know, uh, Breaking Bad and stuff like that, Talking Bad that they had. It, just to have a, a, a three minute recap from a hairdresser for mm-hmm. me is a hilarious. I'd also want like to mention as well Lenny Henry is going to be in the final, third and final series of Broad. Church, um, oh, Sir Lenny oh. Henry now even yeah, um, wow. yeah forgot about that. Now obviously the last series was a stinker. It was a stinker. Everyone knows it was a stinker. But hopefully the third and final series, which is going to concentrate on a serious sexual assault, is going to be a bit of a cork. And now wow. Sir Lenny Henry, <laughs> Sir Lenny Henry. <laughs> well, if you want, might... if one person screams, able to handle the drama of a serious <laughs> sexual assault. It's Lenny Henry. Well, you know what? This is what I actually think he does because I actually don't think he's that funny, Lenny Henry. Let okay. me be honest with you. <laughs> he's been doing drama right. all his life. I think, <laughs> uh, you know, I think, yeah, you know, he is a very good dramatic actor at times. I've seen him in stuff um, in TV shows where I've, seen, where I've seen him do serious material and really give it some weight, and I thought, oh, my God, he's actually got a little bit of gravitas to this man Mm. that I hadn't noticed before, so Mm. I'm hopeful that he'll do a good job. I do want to mention as well, uh, Chris Chibnall, the creator and writer of Broadchurch, will be replacing Stephen Moffat as the head writer and producer of Doctor Who. I think this is good, good news Mm. for Doctor Who, just because I think Moffat needed to go. Mm. I think he'd taken it to a stylistic version of Doctor Who. That was drying up. Chris Chibnall can write some great misery slow mos from yeah. like he did in Broadchurch and really change the direction of Doctor Who. Yeah. I think it's about time. Nice, great, all of that at slash news Shall we welcome our guests for this evening? Get the I say welcome. Team in. I say guests. Um, Jack, our work experience boy. Good evening. Hello. How do you do? All right. Thanks, Jack. How are you? I'm not too bad. Great. Not too bad. And Tiernan Dewey-Ebb, otherwise known as, also known as, Frankie Boyle's right-hand man. Oh, no. 
Hodo. <laughs> Tiernan's been off for a while. We've not had you on the podcast for I a while. Because I've, I've been busy doing like shows and stuff. Yeah. You know, if you will do this uh, record in the evening when shows happen, that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. And you've been supporting Frankie Boyle. Yep. Yep, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, doing... Um, he was. Yeah, it was. He's, he's, uh, he's, he was doing like warm up for um, Have I Got News For You because he hosted it the other week. And uh, and basically, uh, when it came to the record, it looks like they didn't let him do any of the jokes he'd been trying uh, over oh, the gigs that we did together. Oh. So, yeah, it's a shame. But uh, wow. they were, there were some cracking ones in there. Wow. So was he was he on stage, like, sat behind a desk practising his introductions and stuff? No, no, no. He's, he's sort of uh, running in some new material as well, so he just did it all to stand up. But uh, he'd sort of come out. Uh, talk to the audience, uh, tell them that he's going to do new stuff, introduce me, uh, I'd go out and do 20, 25 minutes to warm them up, uh, and then he'd go out and do uh, do sort of half an hour of stuff. So, now, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm supporting him again uh, through August as well in London. So People who buy tickets to, for Frankie, Frankie Boyle expect a certain bear pit of uh, excitement. Um, perhaps you may have been a little more afraid going out in front of this audience for the first time, were you? <laughs> no, do you know? Do you know what? Uh, no, because I supported him a bit last year, and I had this real like, oh god, they're just going to want to heckle the crap out of me. Mm. Um, but they don't. They want to heckle the crap out of him. Yeah. They're very happy to sit and listen to me and save all their energy for him. <laughs> and then he says horrible things to them, and they go home really pleased. So yeah, it works out well. It's a, <laughs> and what's, it's a very specific uh, heckling. You and know. what can you tell us about Frankie Boyle, the man that no one else would know? Oh, uh, mm, that's that's tricky. I don't know. Uh, Maybe he likes Skittles. <laughs> uh, no, no, he doesn't really have anything backstage other than water. Uh, he's pretty uh, unexciting. He's given me a list of his favourite graphic novels that I should check out, which are pretty yeah. awesome. Did you talk so, to him about box sets at all? I um, I didn't, but he loves Better Call Saul. Big fan of that. Yeah, there we go. Good. Man of Taste. And I think his yeah, latest yeah. Uh, stand-up that's on Netflix is particularly good as well. I enjoyed that a yes. lot. Um, well, well done, Tim. And how exciting for you. How exciting. Um, now, we're about to talk about a TV series that has been on very recently on Channel 4 and is now on... Uh, all four. So if you've got if you've got time to uh, play catch up, then uh, I highly recommend it because I've watched the whole season, the whole series. But our two guests tonight have only watched the first episode. They are our guinea pigs, and Jamie. How many have you watched? I've only watched the one as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Now That's I already one. know the rough litmus test of uh, both. Tiernan and Jack. Now, Jack, we just expect to hate really, really good <laughs> things. So that didn't surprise me. But what I, I've been thinking ever since a few days ago when I announced we were going to talk about this TV series, Tiernan said he didn't like it. And I've got to say, Tiernan, I've been actually in a bit of a cloud of depression ever since I heard that. And oh, mate. I've not, I've, uh, this is the podcast I've least looked forward to for a long time because. This goes above and beyond someone slagging off Chuck for me. Really? Above and beyond. <laughs> so let's deal with where we are and what it is. Let's deal with it as usual. This TV series is called Flowers. It stars Julian Barrett from The Mighty Boosh, Olivia Coleman from Everything Else, and um, it is written and starring um, by Will Sharp. Um, 
So, Tiernan, can you give us the uh, the blurb of uh, what what is the setup of this before we get into opinion? What's, oh, what's uh, the, uh... Um, right, uh, it is a dysfunctional family who the the husband's a uh, sort of failing children's writer, I guess, who's uh, suicidal uh, at times, um, and it's kind of uh, it's it's about their lives in their little house in the countryside isn't it and there's a, there's a they've got kids olivia uh, coleman's a kind of frustrated wife uh they have two twins who are really weird uh and a living kind of japanese uh i don't know what he is sort of assistant mm-hmm. uh au pair i don't know uh, who helps out uh, and there's a series of other characters that are very two-dimensional that pop in and out uh i mean really i'll be honest i i i didn't even make it through the first episode first time round. i've sat through the whole thing today uh and oh, you, uh, oh wow you've even, watched the whole thing oh the, the whole first episode you watched, you watched it all today uh, no, 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 sorry, no, I just meant I watched the whole first episode, I didn't even, oh. I only made it about 15 minutes into the first episode first time round, and uh, <laughs> this time round I've, I've managed to sit and watch the full half hour. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, you've watched it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched the first episode. I'll tell you what, let's, let's do this, let's go around the room, right, giving this a mark out of 10 from each of our perspectives. <laughs> I will go first, Jamie will go second. Jack will go third, and Tina will go fourth. Marks out of ten, please. Ten from me. Uh, I'd say, at the moment, 7.5. I'd say a solid three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say a four. A four, yeah. <laughs> more now, first of all, first question, Tina, is... What happened during your break that would put you so far down the taste ladder that you are touching <laughs> shoulders with Jack? Ah, oh, you see, hey, I have to back Jack on this. People like Peaky Fucking Blinders in the end. And he came round to Kimmy Schmidt, so there's taste there. There's hope for everyone. There's um, hope for everyone, including... <laughs> including... You? No, 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 no. Oh, not, really? Not, not, right. Okay. Well, no, look, well here's the point of the one episode. <laughs> this is the whole point of the guinea pig setup, isn't it? The whole point is that you might despise something at first in the same way that Jack did Kimmy Schmidt. It would be wrong of you to be as condescending as me and say, well, you would have understood Kimmy Schmidt in the first episode. Um, you know, you could change your mind about this. You could. That is true. I mean, I, I am tempted to kind of get through the lot of them and, and see, you know, if it, if it changes my mind. I mean, there are things about it that I like. I think it's filmed beautifully. I think all the cast are very good. Uh, they're, they're, they're all brilliant actors. You know, it's an incredible cast with Julian Barrett and Olivia Coleman and Daniel Rigby and, and all the other ones. Um, you know, it's brilliant. Uh, I just think the writing is terrible. Uh, it's really, really... Um, I think it's quite lazy. I think that, you know, it's it's trying really hard to be over kooky and weird without any kind of um, reasoning for it. Uh, You know, I think I I really loved the first maybe seven or eight minutes of it when I watched it. I love the opening scene. Um, I really love it all the way to the kind of conversation between uh, Julian Barrett and Olivia Coleman. And from that point on, when (laughs) Will Sharp's character appears, I just went, what is this? This is rubbish. Okay. So what have you got against Will <laughs> Sharp's so characters? <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you got against Will Sharp's character? Bearing in mind that this is the man who wrote the entire thing. This is yeah, I don't. 
I don't know what the point of him oh, is. By the way, big shout out to Will Sharp, who um, liked the tweet that I wrote uh, saying how great his series was. Carry on, Tony. Oh, I see. Is this is this why you gave it 10 out of 10? No, to... absolutely not. <laughs> no. Is this, oh, next week's guest is Will Sharp. What a fucking surprise. <laughs> I did um... want to get him on this week and secretly have him sat here now while you slide it off. <laughs> Just <laughs> listening. It's, um, yeah, it's awkward. I know one, one of the guys that plays one of the builders I know very well as well, so I've got to be careful. Um, no, you don't I, have to be careful. You don't. No, you don't. You're one episode in. This is the point. It's yeah. I um no. I just I think Will Sharp's character that seems pointless. I mean, again, this might change over no, the. No, no, this is fine. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but in the first episode, he seems really pointless and over the top, kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something like when we talked about it with other series, like with you know when I was listening to your Man Seeking Women episode, which I've now loved and watched all of. Um, it, it's kind of comfortable in its surrealness, and it feels like that fits in with the world that it's in. Um, I found in Flowers, it it feels like it's crowbarred in as though kind of. Hey, we've got to be wacky, and and particularly like when you look at the ending of episode one, mm. it feels like they've just thrown in a lot of really implausible nonsense to try and give it some sort of explosive conclusion. Um, and, and I just didn't buy any of it, and I didn't really care about any of the characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jack, Jack, what's your okay. version of that? See, I don't even think it's that wacky. I just think it's odd and just quite self-loathing and in a way well, you it reminds me yourself what's wrong with that <laughs> in a way it reminds me of the walking dead in the fact in the walking dead when there's a funny bit it stands out because of how just sad the rest of the show is <laughs> that's what i felt like flowers was like the opening scene it was quite funny but then my massive problem is that i don't like olivia coleman right oh as bad as that is and I don't oh. like Julian Barrett with a beard either. That counts out oh. a lot of TV and films for you, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Olivia Coleman in you. That's about 98% of television. I think Olivia would... Coleman's definitely suffering at the moment from uh, Olivia Coleman fatigue in that, you know, she is brilliant, but she's been used in so much stuff that even when I started Flowers, I went, oh, Olivia Coleman's been in everything that I've watched recently. I feel like I've kind of had it. But <coughs> there, I was um, pleasantly surprised, I think. Um, Okay, where do we go from here, Jamie? Um, well, I, uh, I I liked it. I mean, I love Julian Pratt Barrett. I think he is just brilliant, and I, I don't think he does enough. And I, I and I think when he is in something, it's just he's just a, I just love watching him. He's such a brilliant tragic. He's perfect for tragic, sad, dark comedy. He's perfect for this show. And Olivia Coleman, I can see why people might get a bit of coal lash, but I think that she <laughs> is just made that up. And uh, it's, uh, I, I think why people might get a bit annoyed, but I really like. I think she's, I think she's sort of, she's she's done a lot of really good serious work recently. But I think she she's brilliant in Peep Show, and I think she's she's just a really talented comic actress, and she knows what she's doing. I have to admit, yeah, it's 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 hard to get into it the first episode because it is so. It's in this very sort of surreal and dark world, but I liked what I saw, and it made me want to watch more. And and it has that, you know, I I just like the sort of the, the misery misery comedy kind of. I like that stuff really, and I think it, it it's got real potential. That's what I see. I see potential. Okay. Did, did you find it funny? Like, did you actually laugh at any of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say massively. Like, I wasn't. Uh, Laughing my 
face off or anything, but I, I was. I did. I did have a couple of guffaws in there, um, <laughs> just which would qualify. <laughs> yeah, because it does. It feels to me like it's not funny enough to be a comedy, but it's not quite dramatic enough to be a drama. It feels sort of confused as well, to what it is. This is what I feel like. I feel like it'll get funnier once I know the characters better. Like I feel like sometimes comedies like this, you need to know them to really find it funny. You need to, if you don't know these characters, you don't, you don't appreciate the quirks, you're not going to find it funny until you understand the characters better and then it'll become really funny. That's what I'm imagining will happen. I spent the uh, best part of 11 years working with Jamie. I've known him since we were 11 and I've spent the majority of that time apologising for him, explaining why he <laughs> wandered off in the middle of a meeting or why he didn't show up on time. And... <laughs> Yet the one thing that I would always say was Jamie's got great judgment. Right since the age great. of 11, when uh, I was confused about, you know, who I was, what I was doing with life, he, he was always had sage advice. Come and to it, Jamie. It frustrates me that he is so bang on all of the time. What Jamie's just said is exactly correct you've how have you worked that out because okay i like uh like tiernan and like jack i watched the first episode i didn't laugh a great deal i found it like a roll doll on acid is how i would describe it, <laughs> it there is something very roll doll about it both in terms of the writer in the shed but also in the characters the sort of mr twit they're a bit like the twits or something living in the woods um, she is insane. Her character is a, is turned up to eleven. Um, the the party that ensues at the end of episode one is so nuts that you go in. What is this? And then you summed it up to him by saying it was two D. And Jamie is absolutely right. the The list of reasons that I've got for you to continue uh, are number one, Julian Barrett. When have you known him to pick something? pick to be in something mm. that isn't really really good yeah that is that is a very good point okay i mean it, it, his, he is consistently very good in in uh, and and he's inconsistently good things which is why i think i was a bit surprised by this as well i think for you to take the moral howie ground over his decision after episode one of watching it as a consumer would be um poor judgment I think he's chosen very wisely. And I think point number two of reasons to continue is the exact same thing, but as with Olivia Coleman, I don't think she makes bad decisions. And I don't think either of those actors need to make decision. I don't think they made this decision for the money. So if you don't listen to me tonight, think about that when you think about carrying on. So just well, so does it really? I mean, how quickly does it develop into something more? Like, well, is it, that, that brings me to point number. Th that brings me to point three <laughs> of four. Point number three: the explosion of well, first of all, a question, Tiernan. Do yeah. do you think that comedy is supposed to be three D? Um. Yeah. No, I think it's meant to be. I think it can be what it wants, but I feel like the writing... Uh, can you it, name two the, comedies that are 3D rather than 2D? Uh, Veep that I've been watching lately I think is very 3D. I think every single character feels whole and rounded. Um, and how many seasons and, are you into that? 
uh, that's now into season five, but I right. felt that within the, uh, an episode, uh, really, <laughs> really, of the first season. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Um, and yeah. similarly, I suppose, the thick of it as well. Um, but I think even, um, I mean, even like Brooklyn, you know, I suppose Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode one gave us really strong characters very quickly. Um, and I know they're very different types of sitcom. Um, Spaced, episode one, that was so incredibly 3D. Mm. You know, um, I think that's one of my favourite sitcoms of all time. And I think there are ways to do it. I, I think, for me, it was just the, you know, even like Daniel Rigby's characters, one of the twins, when uh, in the first episode when the, the woman Abigail runs past him mm. and he's sitting there kind of, as, as she leaves, he's sitting there going, destiny. You know, it felt like really just cheap right into mm. me. Mm. It felt a bit Ooh. just like, Ooh, sorry, you know, Will. Sorry about that. Um, I think that um, no I think that your your experience of it so far is 2D Jamie has got it bang on because this thing is so bizarre and the characters are this 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 series is about mental illness that's what this whole thing is about right and and if you access it from that point of view the the two twins are Autistic, I think autistic, certainly Asperger's or something on that spectrum, um, and so and and the dad is in a situation we've all seen of, of extreme depression. The wife has been, the mum has been driven to uh, distraction, no doubt as a result of all of these these uh, characters, <laughs> these family members in the woods, living in the woods. And in a half-hour first episode, you're never going to get, in that extreme drawing and pace, you're never going to get anything other than a 2D drawing, you know, quite an insane, literally insane, cross-section of, of people. And so I, I kind of can't, I can't disagree that... I, I didn't have the same adverse reaction that you had, but that explosion of weird weirdness at the end of episode one is what is then flattened out, if you like, or, or fleshed out into a 3D exploration of the mental world that we we uh, we live in. Will Sharp's character, um, and I didn't realise that he'd written it, but that character um, confused me at first as well. But, but I think we're running the danger of viewing it and going, you know, like with Veep and Man vs. Woman and all these things, Everything is so, so laid out for us on, on the first page that we know exactly where we stand with everyone. We know exactly where we stand with the style and the content and everything, you know. And whilst they're clever tricks and they're clever gags, we're not going to kind of explore anything of huge depth. What this series does is unravel in a way that you will love more and more and more the more you watch it. What Will Sharp's done with his character, but also with the story, I think is the best thing that I've seen come out of British TV in uh, as ever, as long as I can wow. remember. I, yeah, I, I was. You are definitely selling it. You're selling it very. You've definitely become buddies with Will Sharp. That's definitely what's happening. <laughs> I have. I, I, I have. He just liked to tweet. But the British debate that we had a while ago, you know, where I was saying uh, British actors, and I had a problem with them trying to emulate the American way of doing things. <clears throat> what you've got here is somebody who's got a vision, has written something that is truly. I I was in floods of tears, in sadness, watching this, and I was in hysterics. Uh, as well watching it and what julian barrett does is what only julian barrett can do which is that 
you know, on the surface at the moment, you're seeing him do something that you've seen him do before, which is that quite closed-lipped. There's a lot going on inside, and even if he's absolutely furious, he'll say something really nice to mm. somebody. You know, someone's just run yep. over his foot, and he'll say, it's a pleasure, you know. Um, that's what he's excellent at. But the way that that ties into his, to actual mental illness and actual depression is a f- is phenomenal. It's, it's, it's just... I c- I, yeah, I I love this series so much that I ca- I cannot you know I ca- I've never wished for people's minds to be changed more, and I really do understand where you're starting with. From it, it. I mean, I have to say, like, I'm I'm not opposed to trying more, um, uh, you know, to, to watching more episodes at all, and I think yeah, you're definitely selling it. Um, okay, well, you're definitely selling it. But the, but the thing I just suppose. For me, it, is, it wasn't about the oddness of it. I, I love shows that are odd. I've just been watching uh, Maria Bamford's new show on Netflix, which is completely batshit uh, and nothing like anything I've ever seen, uh, and I love it. Um, it just it just felt for me like, it, it, just in that one episode, like it didn't believe in its own oddness. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it felt like... Um, I just think it, it does. I think you don't yet. And I think that's understandable. No, I don't. I don't at all. I, I, think, it, I think that it believes in its own oddness so much that it isn't scared about doing things that might appear on the surface like we've seen it before, like roll dial on acid or, or like um, your man's character's bit, a bit thin on the ground, you know. Um, and it, it just... Uh, there, is, there is something that happens in the penultimate episode that is just Will Sharp's character telling a story. And it's just... It's beautiful. And, and the whole thing, you should just try and see it as that, that thing that you've described. It's like, there, there isn't... I am annoyed by these characters. And you're right, the style on the surface is brilliant. Straight out the bat, it's like, oh, I love the way it's filmed, I love the cinematography, all of that. Hold on to that, and hold on to the fact that these characters are, are fucking weird. But then just keep remembering that this isn't a, this isn't a massive team of writers. This isn't a big BBC-funded project. This is a guy who sat down with a script and written something about the mind. Well, I think it's interesting that, like, Channel 4 showed this, broadcast it over a week, didn't they? Like, they clearly did that for a reason. Mm. And I imagine it's because they thought, well, this is something that... If you leave it a week, you might just go not going back to that. Yeah, but if yeah. you if you sort of if you give it another go a day after day, then in a binge format way, you might actually get into it and you might actually become more uh, interested in the sort of characters and the comedy that it creates. But yeah, I think didn't I they think, actually screen episode one? Didn't they screen episode one and two together originally? Was that right? Yeah, I think you might. Yeah, be right. I actually watched episode two today by accident. I thought it was a tag on of episode one and. <laughs> <laughs> When I realised it did get better in episode two, I think okay. the Japanese on, the Japanese character was more funny. Yeah, and, and he's, he's the writer, Jack. That's the writer. Yeah, well, he's Jack, the writer. You, yeah, yeah. yeah well, oh. Jack, you just gave it three out of ten. Still. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> listen. What was it before you watched episode two? Oh, one and a half. <laughs> Do you know, I think I think up by one and a half points per episode. Then by the end, it's got to be decent. I think the best way of thinking about it then is this is a this is a, seriously this is a homework project. Just watch it all as, purely as a test to see if your score goes up by the time we we speak next. You know, it gets eight out of ten on IMDb. Is that good, Jamie? Yeah, very good. There you go. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, it, it you know it, this is one of those things that I think your life won't change if you don't watch it, and my life won't change if you don't watch it. But your life will definitely improve if you do. 
It's brilliant. <laughs> wow, it's a good uh, it's a good argument. You've nailed it though, Jamie. I mean, if when you listen back to this podcast, right, when you have watched the whole thing, listen back and listen to Jamie's description, and bear in mind that Jamie has only watched episode one. You, you're how I don't know how you figured that out. You're absolutely bang on. I kind of, we finished episode one and, and I was like, yeah, should we watch something else? And Sarah said, let's put number two on. And she wanted to stick with it. Um, so I could well have been in your in your camp here, guys, as well. But um, my God. Oh, it's, oh, oh, so good. <laughs> right. Well, fair enough. I will. Uh, it's on, it's on the, the four, you know, all, all on four. four it's a bit long, isn't it? Yeah. yeah all yeah, four. Yeah. All four. Make sure. Yeah, it's changed its name, hasn't it? All four. All for one. I hope something, like something like that. Yeah. And listen, everyone, you uh, if you are in Britain and you can watch this, uh, do it before it goes off because it'll be off soon. It won't be on there soon. And I can't imagine this is one of those things that's going to um, be readily available. It's kind of in its in its weird corner of the world. Hopefully Netflix will take it. or because, And it should because it's so good, so innovative. Um, mm. uh, Anyone want to slag it? I'd just, like to, I'd, I'd just like to mention before we go, like, um, I, I know, Jack, you're up to date with Game of Thrones. Tiernan, have you, are you up to date with Game of Thrones? Yes, I guess yes, you are indeed. from your comments. Yep, yep. I know we can't give away spoilers, but how are you feeling about that last episode of Game of Thrones? Oh, man, it was it was brutal, but I thought it was fantastic. It was the kind of... Uh, yeah. I've been enjoying this season anyway, but that was the episode that's really got me excited for all oh. the other episodes. But at well, the same time, I wept inside. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It was really sad. What about Do you, Jack? I shed a solitary tear when I uh, <laughs> in that very last scene. Jeez. But I don't understand it. I, I, that's the scene because in you general. are Hordor. <laughs> <laughs> You're the hoarder of this podcast. <laughs> I've been googling it ever since, trying to actually work out yeah. what the hell happened. Yeah, it was well, a bit confusing. Well, there's a bit of time travel trouble going on, isn't there? I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. We. He was. He was looking in the past. You are aware of that. Oh yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand <laughs> that. Which is why he's been the way he's been. That's the answer. Yeah, but when Bran was back in... Oh, I thought he was too much away. I'll tell you what, anyone yeah. who hasn't seen Game of Thrones, switch off now. We'll have a quick we'll have a quick yeah. spoiler chat, right? Um, but before you go, let me say this. Before Chris... What's his name? Chris Allen, is it? Uh, emails me with a ton of abuse because he sits through the whole of Flowers. Do sit through the whole of Flowers, but I, I, and I do hope that you love it. Uh, it still won't be for everybody, but... If uh, if you've ever known anyone who's who's suffered with depression, my God, this is bang on. Wow. Anyway, wow. Um, wow. right, spoiler time. Game of Thrones. So, what's your problem, Jack? Okay. Speak so, me. I don't understand how when Bran was back in, let's say, twenty, thirty years ago, mm. how he captured Hodor when he was back into. Did he walk walk into Hodor when he was back? in time yeah that was a bit fucking weird yeah. wasn't but it? then Hodor also in the current day like kind of went all wargy didn't he his eyes yeah. went funny as his as his eyes went funny in the past so was he something to do with it as well 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 no I mean Bran <laughs> Bran was working Hodor then wasn't he Bran was uh, warging him Bran was controlling Hodor like he has done in right. the past when his eyes went weird uh, as for Hodor 
door in the past. They showed him in an episode earlier. He was working on Winterfell, wasn't he? With the, he was a stable boy, and he's just in the grounds while they're watching the uh, Stark children interact. And he catches the eye of Bran, and seems to hear through Bran that girl as she shouts, you know, the uh, hold the door. Yeah. Like, so it's her fault, so, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a bit of Bran. Apparently, the actor who plays <laughs> Bran tweeted later after the episode saying, "Nice one, Bran." Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Bran is the whole of Game of Thrones is pretty much Bran's fault. I mean, <laughs> episode one, yep. it's all his fault, you know, yeah, really. Yeah. He's an asshole. Yeah, well, I've heard that he goes back in time and it's Bran who makes the Mad King go mad. Really? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Bran, is, yeah. he's like, well, basically, he's, a stu- he's playing the stubborn teenager part now, isn't he? And he's, he's, he's restless. So when they say wait, he doesn't wait. It's a classic character of... It's like Jack. Yeah. He's the Jack of this podcast. Like, <laughs> it would have been much safer for everyone if he'd done a classic ginger and just stayed in his room all day. Exactly. Uh, without wanting to interact with anyone. I mean, what prick. They've got a thousand-year-old man who's been stuck in a tree for a thousand years says to you, just wait five minutes while I have a snooze before you do any more flashbacks, <laughs> and you can't wait. <laughs> He's a thousand years old. What a dick. Yeah. I hope he dies, but I bet the whole of the Game of Thrones is going to end with him pushing, um, uh, what's his name, out of the window, Cersei's brother. Well, oh, uh, Jamie. Oh, Jamie. really? Well, I mean, that's the thing, because now Bran knows when he goes back into time, he can change things. Does He can actually change events, you know. Can he? Because he can actually interfere with them like he did with Hordor. He interfered so with So he the could past. change everything then. He could basically make Game of Thrones never happen. Well, potentially, because... He... Oh, man, if this ends like Lost, oh. I'm going to be so angry. I this think, I mean, whole plot is the most annoying one of the lot for me. Does no one it, else find this like it's out on a limb, quite literally? <laughs> just, yeah. just well, apparently it was because it was it was George R. R. Martin's idea, wasn't it? The Hodor bit, like they, because yeah, yeah. loads of things said, oh, the TV's gone ahead of him, but actually they consulted with him, and this was part of his plan. Who would yeah, ever, ever, you know, who would buy into that if it was an actual, if it was a commissioning meeting and a writer went, I've come up with an idea. Uh, the character called Hodor. Why is, it, why is he called Hodor? Because he had to hold the door. <laughs> Have 50 yeah. million. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing, like, because it's, a, it's different when you're, write, when you're a writer, you can do this. You can create a character who is that ridiculous in a lot of ways, and it can be an absolutely heartbreaking moment. Of, I mean, don't forget that kids' TV. cartoon called Stop It and Tidy Up, and that's all those guys did, uh, and that was their name. So. <laughs> J.K. <laughs> Rowling went, a, a boy is magic and goes to a magic school in a castle, and look what happened. It's You have to have a bit of your brain missing, don't you, if you're a writer, I think, to be able to like <laughs> really think like a child whilst also be really good at spelling and grammar at the same time. It's got to be a very specific bit that goes missing. Yeah, I'm missing both of those. I mean, I think that, yeah, you're right. The the, the plot is ridiculous. The plot I just is, don't, of that one I, I, I is don't know really but... how we got here. Like, it's my least memorable journey. I know that he lost his legs because he fell out the window. The, the, um, the kid who helped him get up there was the one that he faked, got burned in a fire by the evil twat. Um, and, then, and then he went up north... They found the way to the, the tree man, 
And now that and now they're seeing, and then he grew old. When this series started, I didn't, I didn't know who he was because yeah. he'd grown up so much. Um, and then yeah, they also seem to completely ignore like that bit about that those little weird tree kids made the White Walkers. Well, where the and hell everyone they went, come Oh from? right, let's move on with something else. And you go, but hang on, isn't that really? Yeah. Yeah, it was literally a line where they went, "Oh, you made the White Walkers," <laughs> and she and she went, "Yes, we did," and that was it. Yeah, and, and I, I do. Yeah, and, and I also I find the uh, Aria plot a little bit annoying at times. Like oh, I'm getting a little bit annoyed with how that. How annoying one. is the, is the one who yeah. keeps beating the shit out of her with a stick? Oh my yeah. god! She was in uh, Fresh Meat, wasn't she? In season. Oh, she was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's really not. Faye, um, what's her name? She's lovely. I'm not saying she's. A, she's horrible. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying she's a bad actress, but I mean she's. She's fucking annoying. I mean that character. It's like if you're so good, why are you in here all the time? What's the, what exactly is the point of this place? But, What's but the how point much of this place? How does it to play Ned Stark in a play? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That little play was really good. But, yeah, and then yeah. she's loving it and she's back then. She's, she's just had the, the Stark beaten out of her and then it takes one little, like, uh, play to put it... I don't know. I mean, it, there are a lot of, like, plot bits that are annoying, but I still think... I'm really enjoying this series. Uh, I think there's other plot lines that are incredibly strong. And I think they've had, like, nearly every episode this series had massive moments at the end of it, like huge, uh, you know, the Daenerys at the end of the episode mm. before. And it's I think it's been just genuinely epic TV, and it's, it's some of the best stuff they've done in a while. But it is like if Lost had a much bigger budget... That's that's what I'm worried about. Is that I'm I really am starting to feel a little bit, um, a little bit. Like they're making it up as they go along, and they're going to carry on forever. But the, their challenge oh, no, is going to be when no, they're, they're not. They they actually do have a. De- I think they said it's eight eight oh, series. Right, so did they say six. one of the series is only going to be like short though? I think they're talking about yeah, like the series episodes. seven or eight. So only going to be a couple of episodes or something. Right, well, yeah. They've got to bring it round quick because they've set themselves up with a lot of loose ends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And they will have had to do that. They'll have wanted to run it forever, but um, their problem is going to be, oh, Jon Snow won't want to commit for another 20 years to the same part, will he? I guess when they want to sew it up, Bran will just go back in time and make sure he doesn't fall out of the window and then yeah. it'll be sorted, wouldn't it? That'd be great. That'd be <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> they'll roast yeah. a chicken with Sean Bean who looks suspiciously a lot older than he did. <laughs> he'll still die somehow he has to it's the law right thanks guys um, so next week uh, we'll do what we were going to do this week which I believe is transparent transparent um, and I, I hope I've persuaded you enough to uh, sit through this miserable series uh, Tin and, and lesser so Jack um, but no Jack you've you've shown the most propensity for change on this podcast so I, I hold out hope for you you've still got the youthful malleable brain and heart that Thanks, might win so you give it a go well good luck um, thank you all say hi to Frankie Boyle for us turning get him on the <laughs> podcast will do and um, uh, and if you bump into Will Sharp you owe me a few apologies yeah, I'm. Uh, I can't see him favoriting any of my tweets anytime soon. Don't think so. <laughs> see you next week on theboxsetpod.com when we'll be talking about transparent and your email us studio at theboxsetpod.com. Goodbye. Right. Bye. Bye. So, um, transparent is that on? What's mm. it on? 
It's on, it's on Amazon. Amazon, if you've got it. Uh, no, I will. Okay, I'll have a look. Have a look around. I will. I will have a look around. <laughs> 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 That's the end of the podcast. See ya. <laughs>